What's going on, everybody? The Hockey Dudes Podcast back with another episode. Didn't get to you last time to talk about this Coats dub that we took over the Knights. It was a pretty sweet one. It was a pretty sweet one. Uh, anytime you can beat that team. And I'm just going to rip this off the top of my head. I'm not sure. I know for a fact, though, the Blue Jackets have been very successful against the Golden Knights early on in Vegas's tenure as a team in the NHL, at least at home. I know the Blue Jackets lost to Vegas earlier in the year back when Vegas had absolutely nobody on the ice. This time around, you know, they got their full unit back. They got Petrangelo, Jack Eichel, and the Jackets go out there, score a lot of goals in that first period. That first period was crazy. I actually was, funny enough, I was playing my own game at the time. I was playing in my beer league game. My buddy Tom brings the phone on the bench. So we're just watching the Coats game go on while we're playing a game, but on the bench, so we're not playing the game. And we're just amazed that they're like one period into the game and the score was three to two. They scored the easiest over of my life if I would have bet it. But of course I didn't. But the you know, it's just this just this Jackets team, man. We said it at the beginning of the season. Overs. Overs are the way to go for this Columbus Blue Jackets team. And it's just been it's been exciting. It's been fun. They could have lost that game, and I still would have been like, that was a fun game. It's just a different era of Blue Jackets hockey. And, God, I wish this team could get to the playoffs. I wish they could somehow overcome this 13-point deficit to the Caps. Claw their way back in. If we could just get one, and I don't want to root for this because I hate rooting for it. You hate to be this desperate, but I love this Blue Jackets hockey team so much. And I want to see them in the playoffs so badly. And I want to be in that building during a playoff hockey game. Again, I want to chase that high during the spring. There's nothing like a warm weather day and going into a cold hockey rink for a playoff game where everybody's, you know, just screaming and yelling. You know, everybody that everybody that's in the building is a hockey fan. There's no pretenders. There's no bandwagons. Is everybody there? All the, all the, Maybe there are bandwagons. That can certainly be a thing. But everybody that's there is fully invested in the game. Nobody's there for any other reason than to just to root for this Blue Jackets hockey team. That's what I want again. I want to chase that high. And right now with the weather coming back, it getting a little warmer, I'm certainly feeling like it could be on the horizon. I don't know. I just have hope. But 13 points to the Caps is just so much. And the Caps can't stop winning. Damn it, man. The Caps won't stop winning. The teams ahead of the Caps won't stop winning. There's just no way. They're, I'm I'm starting to look at it with less than a, with about a, about a month left in the season. Trade deadline coming up next week. There's just no way that the Jackets come back from 13 points. And it's just sad because I feel like this is a playoff hockey team. I feel like I'm watching. I feel like this should be a playoff run right now. This is what this feels like. The, the, the team is playing its best in the crunch time moments of the year. When things are getting serious, they're beating really good teams at home. They're defending the Schweid. They're going on the road and they're stealing wins from teams. They haven't in a while. I will say that. It hasn't felt like they've won a road game since Barube was on the team back when they went down to Florida. That might be their last road one. They got a chance tonight against the Senators. And if there's one thing we know about the Sens, they gave, they gave the Jackets trouble the last about a couple months ago at the end of January. The Sens came to Nationwide Arena the Jackets were big-time favorites in that game. This was kind of during the spell, that December and January kind of part of the year where the Jackets didn't have Patrick Laine. 
I'm I'm almost positive the Jackets didn't have Patrick Line in this game. I mean, they lost two to one. Uh, I bet if you have Line in that game, you get at least one more goal, and, and it's different. You know, that was a different time of the year. It seems like it was a whole year ago, but that was just two months ago that the Sens came in and and beat up on the Coats. Now the Jackets are underdogs in this one again, so I'm gonna bet them plus one fifteen. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that tonight, and. Simply because of the fact I think the Jackets are are still fighting for a playoff spot. And the Jackets are playing still some of their best hockey right now. And the Sens, frankly, haven't. The Sens have been pretty bad. They're fa- In fact, the Sens are pretty much a two-man show right now. Two guys that kind of give me worries are Kachuk, who's a bully, an absolute bully out there. Plays just like his dad and just like his brother, Heath and Matthew. Uh, Tim Stutzel, and, and he brings all the skills. So if you can if you can lock down those two guys... There's not really much else going on up and down the the lineup that I would be too worried about. I think the Jackets should take this one. So we'll see, though. We'll see. Like I said, Jackets 13 points back from the Caps. As long as the players still believe, I'm going to still believe. And if the players are still going to go out there and try to win games, I'm just going to keep rooting for them and I'm just going to keep hoping. I mean, it was just last week at Rick Nash night when, you know, our guy John Davidson and Yarmo were up there saying, let's go make the playoffs. I mean, buddy, at that time, it wasn't looking, It's it was looking pretty much what it is right now. And, and it's just getting to crunch time. That's the only thing that, that I really worry about. Now, here's the thing, though, and here's one positive outlook about this Blue Jackets team that can kind of give me hope going into the spring. And if the Blue Jackets don't make the playoffs, what I'd be looking forward to I'm looking forward to the Blue Jackets re-signing Patrick Line because I'm looking at this thing and I and I I'm just trying to read the signs. Because other times when the Blue Jackets have had big time guys on the team that are turning into free agents, you do you play the game where you read the signs, right? And certainly there were some signs. <laughs> we saw some signs with our Timmy Panarin that he definitely did not want to stay. He did the whole like didn't want to talk about contract negotiations in the middle of the season. He wanted to talk about on the offseason and test the market. That was, of course, that one time at home while he was a Blue Jacket got raining booze from Nationwide Arena, which he he deserved. Screw you, dude. We want to sign you. We want to pay you a lot of money, and you don't want to even talk to us? That's kind of crappy, but that was the first sign. And then, this, then he was just trolling us on Instagram, looking back on it, posted pictures of him, like, holding up a phone to his to his ear, and tagging the NHL with the question marks like, yo, who's calling? He, you know, was was posing down in Florida, down in Miami, saying, weather sucks down here. Hey, like, you know, just totally trolling Blue Jackets fans. And that sucked. That sucked. That was mean. Line a is doing the complete opposite. He's doing the complete, complete opposite. He said he loves in Columbus and he would consider to resign. He, that was the first thing he said, actually, when the when the media asked him. Starting this year, after spending half a season with us last year, the media, of course, first thing they asked, how much do you like Columbus? Would you consider resigning? He said, yeah, I like Columbus, and I would consider resigning. He said that. So right on the table, boom, he's he said to the media, and, you know, his word is his word. Don't know if you can always take that sometimes, but we took it. He said he would consider resigning. He's told Finnish media that he loves Columbus. He's fist-bumping guys as they get off the ice. And yes, yes, that is a big deal. Because Boone Jenner was not on the ice this, these last couple games. He's still out and just an injury update status. Haven't seen anything on Jakob Voracek. We do know after that hit he took to Marcus Foligno that he did turn to day-to-day. We're going to be monitoring that, seeing what, what goes on with that. Because we, if we don't have him in the lineup, 
play, playoffs chances are dead. And I know they won the last game and scored five goals, but it's no doubt that Voracek is the heartbeat of the offense. I mean, if you, you've seen that the whole way, he's got a Thor tattoo. That's the latest I got on Shibota on uh, Jakob Voracek. He got a, he has a Thor tattoo, and it's a it's a temporary tattoo. Excuse me. Okay, all right. It's like what what are we talking about, Shibota? Follow Jeff Shibota on Twitter. He's always got the hottest takes and the uh, just the greatest coverage of the team. Next to that is our guy Aaron Portsline. I'm gonna check him. I need to get an update here on on Voracek. I need to know. Jakob Voracek lucky to escape knee injury. Uh, but believes it will be okay. So, yeah, he's a hundred percent extremely lucky. Okay, he's on the ice for practice today. There we go. Took me freaking long enough to find an update on Jakob Voracek. You get that guy back in the lineup. And you just keep winning games. Just focus on the schedule ahead of you. You got, hey, you beat the Senators tonight. You come right back home, and then you play the Capitals, okay? You play the Capitals. So a chance to cut the deficit down to 11 points tonight. You get a win against the Capitals, four-point game. You make it nine points. You're, You're nine points out, having played 62 games. With 20 games left, you're nine points out. You need to do that, though. You need a win tonight. And you need to win tomorrow night. If you don't win tomorrow night, see ya. I mean, it's over. It's completely over. Dead. See ya. Put it in a casket. Uh, trade everybody. No, just kidding. Don't do that. I actually, speaking of the trade deadline, don't want to see the Jackets get very busy this year. And I don't think they will. I don't think they have much reason to. They don't. They have future assets available. They have a ton of young players. They have a couple savvy vets that you can build around. They got draft picks out the butt. There's absolutely no reason for the Jackets to go out and be big sellers or buyers right now in free agency or, or in the, at the trade deadline, rather. That all being said, there's if there's one guy who's absolutely addicted to trades, like I would send this guy to a doctor because of how much he loves to trade. He just loves the, the thrill that you get in a transaction. You ever have that person? like in your fantasy hockey league or your fantasy football league that just is just sending out trades in week like two because he just wants to mix it up. This is what Yarmo is. He's a guy that likes to mix it up. And that's actually worked here in Columbus because Columbus is frankly a temporary home for a lot of players. A lot of players come to Columbus and they look at it as almost a punishment. Oh, like, oh, this is a curse. And I got to, I'm playing to get out of here. I feel like more than ever, that narrative is changing and it started when Yarmo was able to ink Zach Wierenski in, who has played a lot better. It's funny. It's funny. I don't even think Zach Wierenski ever played bad, but there were so many people on Twitter giving this guy crap. He's actually played a lot better. He's actually, I think, in a lot of ways, earned his money. But going back to Patrick Laine, he said he loves Columbus and would consider to resign. He's fist-bumping guys as they get off the ice. And if you don't know what that means, that's something that I guess Boone Jenner has done all year, is he's waited by the door or the gate leading off the ice and he's just given all the, the whole team fist bumps as they get off like a, like a good game, you know, like a, a very kind of th- a, ca- a thing a captain would do, right? He's been doing that this year. He's line a literally who doesn't even have an A on his chest is just looking around like, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm the captain of this team. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm actually the real captain of this team, even with, with Boone Jenner on the ice. So, but I'm definitely the captain right now. You love to see that. You love him seeing, taking ownership of this team And uh, so those are the two signs that I'm really looking at. The fact that he has verbally said he would consider re-signing in Columbus. The fact that he said he loves it. And the fact that he's taking 
he's taking leadership roles. He's stepping up in areas where the Blue Jackets need leadership, and he's enjoying it, it looks like. It's not doing that, like, kind of that nonverbal half-ass crap he did in Winnipeg. He's really enjoying and accepted his role here. And then also, finally, the last sign is that he has a golf simulator. I don't think I don't think we're talking about that. Like the guy has taken the time to get a golf simulator and go through the process of setting that up in whatever basement he has. I don't maybe he doesn't have a basement, maybe some I don't know where he lives by the way. Maybe he lives in one of those towers down in the Arena District. Those certainly don't have basements, but sure enough, maybe he does have like a big enough room with a tall enough ceiling where he can swing the stick and do all that. That's great for him. I love this. This guy, listen, if this guy likes the golf, I'll tell you what, buddy, you're in the right place because we got a lot of fantastic golf courses around Columbus. Hey, your owner, John McConnell, he owns Double Eagle, which is like the most private course in Ohio. So there you go. Play on that as much as you want, buddy. And and apparently he's a hell of a golfer, too. He's like a two handicap. He said that on Rothman and Ice one time. So listen, things are looking good. I'm feeling good about where we're heading into the offseason our guy Cole Sillinger just had a th- just had his first career hat trick amazing amazing right he had gone quiet a little bit in a good way kind of quiet not in the kind of way where he was like uh just like not on the team he was still getting time on the ice but not really making big mistakes as a rookie you know he started off the year pretty hot but then a big middle part of the year he's he's gone quiet still making good plays still making good passes still getting assists on goals, quietly accumulating heavy amounts of points as a rookie. And then obviously with that three-goal game that he just had, you love to see it. And you just love to see a young guy just just kind of come in of age here. Uh, he's got 11 goals in 57 games, 21 points in 57 games. Certainly he's a guy at 18 years old. You don't really see that a whole lot. You don't really see a lot of centers playing at 18 years old unless they're guys like Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby. Not that Cole Sillinger is at that level, but just to go, just goes to show how hard it is to do what he's doing right now for this Columbus Blue Jackets team, going against the best centers night in, night out. That's very important, being a, bi- a big part of this Blue Jackets offense, playing with veteran guys who have different skill levels. Jakub Voracek is a completely different player than Patrick Laine, but he has to play with both those guys. And I know they're mixing and matching it. He's playing with Gustav. He's playing with Bjorki. That he's playing, you know, they're, they're throwing him all over the place, which is fine. And that's great. And he's learning it all and he's becoming comfortable. And he just had a three goal game, three sick goals, by the way, you'll love to see that. So things are starting to trend in the right direction. The wheels are starting to move. Uh, Igor Chinikov obviously had that electric game the other night against the wild where he scored a big goal to get things started. And then he scored the shootout goal. That's another guy that he is so young and he's so fresh into the NHL, and he's got such a powerful shot. I just want to see us continue to develop that, and maybe with another off-seasons of work, just getting this team together, just practicing, practicing, practicing. Look at the offensive firepower this team has had early on in this going. Get a little more chemistry going. Maybe sign somebody in free agency at, at defense that can help you. So you're not putting all the pressure on Zach Rensky, who is an offensive defenseman, by the way, before everybody starts going absolutely balls crazy on me for just believing in Zach Rensky a little bit and not wanting to see him traded. I know there's some people as the trade deadlines coming up would like to see Zach Rensky move. Personally, that's not me. That's your business. That's that's what you want. I don't want to see Zach Rensky move. I want to say this guy stay for a long time. So 
get these guys in the offseason, get these guys, throw them together in a pot, mix them all up, and let's see what comes out on the other end because I'm quite excited. I'm quite excited to see what this Blue Jackets team is going to be heading into the fall of 2022. And this may sound like I'm I'm packing it in. I'm certainly not. But you got to win these next two games. You got to get four points in these next two games. And frankly, you got to beat the the Capitals in regulation. You can't let them get to a shootout or an overtime to get that extra point. You don't want to see that. You want to get as many points on them as you possibly can. And that's a very tough thing to do. But you got to take advantage of the games that you get with them head on. And they're coming to the Schwide tomorrow night. So we'll definitely have that for you. I'll do post game of the Sens game later on, and I'll probably be posted earlier tomorrow. Obviously, March Madness is going on, so it's going to be just an absolute crap show of a day in sports. It's going to be awesome. Don't get me wrong, but this these this Blue Jackets team is going to go a little bit under the radar for right now, and that's okay. Let's 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 dip down a little bit. Let's silently beat the Sens and the Caps. And let's come out of this other thing, getting ready to go for the postseason, man. Let's let's gear up. At some point, the Capitals have to go cold. I believe that. I believe the Capitals have to go cold. It has to happen somehow. Speaking of the Caps, though, Ovechkin, he does it, man. He passes Yarmir Yager as third all-time on the goals list. He's now 34 goals behind Gordie Howe, Mr. Hockey. He's going to complete that next year. He's 117 goals behind the great one, Wayne Gretzky. He's going to get that in the next three or four years. And it was a good point brought up today on Morning Juice. I was just running the show for Mark the Shark. He brought up the fact that, listen, Ovi had to sit through basically three pauses during the prime of his career. He sat through a pause during the first lockout, and then there was another half-season lockout, and then there was a half-season of COVID that he missed out on, which accumulates to about two years. One full season of lockout, another half season of lockout, another half season of COVID. This guy's missed out on two years. Think about where he would be right now if he was playing during that time. He'd be creeping right up on Wayno's record right now. We, like, we'd be getting ready for it like right now or next year. So it's going to happen. It's going to be glorious. That shot, that snipe that he hit yesterday, that that's not going anywhere. He's going to have that in his reservoir for a long time. And he's going to pass it. And I'm, I'm really excited for that. Honestly, I am because Alexander Ovechkin was a guy that I was rooting for before. I, I, I've been rooting for Ovi since, um, since I wasn't allowed to drink pop. Let's just say that there was a time in my life where I actually, there was never a time in my life where I wasn't allowed to drink pop. I was always allowed to drink pop. I was sometimes restricted on how much pop I was allowed to drink when I was younger. Sometimes my mom would have to be like, no, that's how long I've been watching Alexander Ovechkin. And here he is. I'm 25. I'm married, bro. I'm married. And I'm watching this guy still score goals the same way he did. It's awesome. It's incredible. He's done it for one team, his whole career and magnificent career, only one Stanley cup. And I honestly think it'll go down that way. I don't know if this Caps team can win another Stanley Cup. They certainly are going to make the playoffs, I believe, unless the Coats catch up. It's been a lot of playoff talk now, but I just, I kind of just want to just will it into existence. Like, I kind of just want it to just happen because this is the best time of the year, post-March Madness, and then you get, boom, you get like the Masters, and then you get a, Stan- like a Stanley Cup playoff series right in your face. Uh, I, I know I didn't really talk about this, but the Stanley Cup playoff logo also got redone. Not the biggest fan, they just basically did what every soccer team has done and completely minimized uh, what their logo was and put a shield behind it. It looks like the newest 
MLS franchise logo. Like it just looks stupid. It doesn't look good. It doesn't pop off the screen. They put a heavy emphasis on the Stanley Cup, except not. They kind of like darkened it a little bit. Uh, I just don't like it. I mean, but it's not the biggest deal. It's not like I really give two craps about it, to be completely honest. Um, some more NHL news here. I, th- I know we all saw this. Nick Foligno gets a thousand games. He played in his a thousandth game. A thousandth game. Great for him. That's that's an incredible accomplishment. It really is because this man's made a ton of money, which you love to see. A thousand games. Not a lot of NHL players get to play in that many. You've heard other NHL players talk about it and admire it. It's a huge accomplishment. It's a big deal. Good for Nick Foligno, and he's still got hopefully hundreds of more games still left to play. Uh, he's he's still playing well. So frankly, I'd love to see him play a lot more, and I'd love to see him play a lot more here in Columbus. Maybe one day. He said he's going to move back here. He loves Columbus. I love that. I love to see that. Austin Matthews gets suspended after cross-checking Rasmus Dahlin in the face. If anybody didn't see the Heritage Classic, by the way, they played it out at Tim Hortons Field. There's just something about an outdoor game that just really gets me going, man. I don't know what it is. Hockey is just not a sport that is that is meant to be indoors. It's meant to be played outdoors on frozen ice. Frozen ice, as if there's any other kind of ice. There's dry ice. Uh, on frozen water, on on the ponds. That's where hockey's meant to be played. And for them to set this thing up at Tim Hortons Field and have Buffalo be the first American team to play in the Heritage Classic, usually they do this against two Canadian teams. Gr- awesome. I'm sure there's a lot of both Leafs and Buffalo fans right in that Hamilton area. It's kind of, in a way, a cross-town rivalry. They kind of share one city, but also not. One, I guess, really big, great metropolitan area the Buffalo and Toronto uh, area is. And they just, it was just a, the, the uniforms were fantastic. Buffalo's with the cream white looked great. Toronto's with the very old looking throwback jerseys, but with the sharp, sharp white on it looked great. Now Toronto played like crap. Buffalo Sabres beat them again, five, two. That's the second time in two weeks where Buffalo put five goals up on Toronto and, held them just a two or one. You love to see that. I love seeing the Leafs crumble. They got so many whiny fans on Twitter. It's just so great to see them lose. It makes me so happy. No offense, Leafs fans, but you guys do think that you deserve every single good player in the NHL. The amount of tweets I've seen about you guys getting Artemi Panarin or getting Patrick Laine one day or getting Connor McDavid is is just pissed me off. You guys think you deserve everything. Haven't really earned crap. You guys have everything. You guys have all the star power power you could ever ask for, and you still can't get out of the first round. That's on you. Nobody else. You guys stink. That's just that's just how I feel, honestly. I mean, I I and again, I don't mean to be rude to anybody out there, but there's just something about the Toronto Maple Leafs that just make me dislike them. I actually do want them to win. I actually do want to see them succeed, and I actually like to see fan bases that have long struggled to get paid off. And certainly there are some very nice Toronto Maple Leafs fan fans out there. I'm a big fan of that Maple Leaf or that. Uh, yeah. That Maple Leafs fans that, that was outside of the bell center cheering Leafs in five Leafs in five. And then the Montreal Canadians went in one and seven. I, I appreciate that guy. That's the kind of guy that I root for just the nice Leafs fan that is very appreciative of what they have. I don't like the fans that, go above and beyond and ask for too much. And maybe I've been like that as a Jackets fan. Certainly, I definitely could have. I don't think I have been. I'm not asking for a Stanley Cup. I'd love to win one one day. That'd be great. 
I hope to do it in my lifetime. Uh, certainly that could happen, but you know, it's just, you only live once and you never know where the life, where life is going to take you. Um, alrighty. Uh, but anyway, yes, Austin Matthews cross-checked Rosmus Dahlin in the face. Like that's an instant two game suspension. I got no problem with that. Certainly Austin Matthews has no prior history, but you can't cross-check a guy in the face. And I think Rosmus Dahlin got a little bit rung up a little bit. Like he definitely got his bell rung by that because, and I know that because if you get cross-checked in the face, usually you'd think you'd be pretty mad afterwards. Rosmus Dahlin, after going back and forth on some like checks, stopped checking them because I think he was a little bit like, oh, holy f- this guy just actually just cross-checked me in the face. I can't even even imagine how bad that would hurt. I hope to never feel that. But, I mean, hey, maybe I need to start wearing a bubble instead of wearing a freaking half shield because I'd never want that crap to happen to me. That would suck. All right, anyway, let me get out of here. Let me just say this also before I get out of here. Domi's video, super fake, by the way. Super fake. Domi is friends with Tom Brady, like close friends. Him, uh, His dad, Ty Domi, and Tom Brady were like always friends for some reason. And so Max Domi is good friends with Tom Brady. And Tom Brady had that video. He has some guy that does videos for him. Uh, like that video, I think it was on Twitter this past summer of Tom Brady launching a football at the moon and blowing up a moon. Certainly that was fake, right? Like the moon is still there. Tom Brady didn't throw a football at the moon and blow it up. Very similar kind of video. If you look at what Max Domi was doing, shooting the pucks at the cones, knocking two cones down with one puck, and then knocking the net down after baseballing the puck up to himself and lasering it across the rink and knocking the net out of its place. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that that shouldn't ha- that shouldn't happen. There's there's absolutely no way that should happen. Now, granted, whoever's doing the videos for this guy, very good job. It looks real, and it definitely caught a lot of people. But use the context clues, right? Like. Max Domi is in season right now, and certainly he's not practicing at the Ice House or at the Ottawa Center's practice rink in this video. This is at his home rink of some sort, and so this video obviously took place during the offseason, probably in a workout, and it probably took this guy a long time to edit the video, to be completely honest. So, boom, there you go. I just debunked the video, so suck on that, and uh, it's time to get out of here. Everybody enjoy their... What day is it? They're Wednesday, and let's uh, let's come back and let's celebrate a Coats Coats Dub tomorrow. Go Coats! Uh, tell your dog.